Welcome to Layout. Layout is a show about design, technology, and everything else. This week, we talk about some of the latest design Twitter drama and then get into a conversation about the future of design tools. This week's episode is sponsored by Play. Play is the very first native iOS design tool. Rafa and I have been playing with it and we've really been enjoying it. Go check it out at createwithplay.com. Let's get to the show. Hey. Hello, buddy. Look at us recording two weeks in a row. Whoa. At the same time on a regular schedule. Holy poops. Boom. We are back. <laughs> We're back, baby. <laughs> hey, uh, happy birthday, buddy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. For people listening to this, it's already not his birthday. There's nothing else I'd rather do than be recording a show on my birthday. <laughs> yeah. What else? Thanks to all the listeners for spending the day with me. Welcome to my party. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do anything cool to celebrate? Had fun? Good day? Yeah, had some friends over in like a small group. So still like respecting all the rules and everything. Went for dinner and uh, yeah, overall had like lots of great surprises. My partner really made it special. So it's been really fun. Cool. Even your balloons look tasteful. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, they're all black balloons. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> yeah, he knows me pretty well. <laughs> yeah, that's good job, way. Yeah, anyway, do we have a follow-up, anything we... Well, last week, I think we left it sort of as a cliffhanger of, like, what would I do with my laptop, right? Oh, yeah. Did you end up deciding? Are you getting two of the same laptops? (laughs) So what people don't know and might have missed in the episode is that while we were recording the show, my laptop got kernel panics twice. (laughs) Twice. (laughs) Twice during the duration of the recording. (laughs) So we stopped recording and I was still like, "Mm, I don't know. And then I was just like, okay, I can't deal with this anymore. Like, this is just the straw that broke the camel's back. Just can't deal with this. We are a professional-ish enterprise here at the Layout Corporation. (laughs) We cannot stand to lose any recordings and and thankfully audio hijack like really saved the day there on those recordings oh yeah still scares the heck out of me to have my computer just randomly shut down while we're recording hopefully that's not gonna happen this time but who knows and so i did it i ordered a macbook pro boom so which uh configuration did you get yeah i should have used this time to double check what my (laughs) config is I got the 14-inch with the M1 Max. Good. But I got the 24 cores for the GPU. And then it's, I think it's 10-core CPU? Yeah. And then I got 32 gigs of RAM. I didn't go all the way to 64. Maybe I should have, but... What about storage? Storage, one terabyte. Right now I have 256 on my current computer. Oh, wow. That's low. Uh, Wait, no, I have 512. I have 512. Never mind. Okay. 512. (laughs) And it's not enough, but it's... I've been managing to be under it, so... Okay. Okay. Are you excited? I feel like one terabyte is, is good enough for me. What's your delivery window? My delivery window is like November 5th to 10 or something like that. Okay. So... I got... Yeah, mine is from like... 3 to 8 I think but yesterday I got the thing like the status it changed to waiting to ship so 
I don't know how that works. I don't know if that means I'll probably get it earlier or like, nope, that's the normal amount of time. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Anyway, cool. That's, you know, it's going to be a big upgrade. The embargo was lifted today. I don't know if you saw any reviews, but looks like this is a pretty crazy machine. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I haven't really watched many reviews yet, but <laughs> one thing that every time I see it, I'm like, wow, this is a chunky boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thick it seems like so i mean we'll get used to it and to be fair it's always just sitting on my desk like 90 percent of the time so it's not like i'm carrying this thing around that much and mine will be literally under the desk so <laughs> right exactly <laughs> i hope it still fits in like that little slit that i put my can you imagine if it doesn't anymore <laughs> Pff, no i'll have to get a new desk <laughs> kidding yeah i mean it's totally a trade-off that i'm willing to accept so yeah it's all good uh yeah i actually think they look worse oh 100 percent. yeah anyway it has this retro vibe mm-hmm. feeling but it, it kind of feels like a reset right we're like okay like now it's getting thicker again but at least like everything else about it is good and then over time over the years then they can like continue to make it thinner and thinner and like mm-hmm. keep the performance somewhat the same or slightly better it's like, okay, like we're at the beginning of this new chapter for the Mac. It's the beginning of the end. <laughs> nah. Uh, actually, I think we're going through a pretty exciting phase in tech. I don't know. Or maybe it's just me, but it feels exciting and new. I don't know. Yeah. What is exciting you? I don't know. Not just these MacBooks, but like technology, man. Mm. It's like it's, there's something nerdy about computers, being excited about computers in a way that I feel like most people don't, right? Like when there's a new iPhone, everybody's going to talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. There's a new Mac. And I don't know. It's exciting. It's nerdy. I love it. Also, in software, I've been seeing like a lot of cool stuff. Mm. And it's, I don't know. I thought you were going to tell me about Web3. <laughs> no. God. All right. N- never mind that part. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything about crypto, NFTs. Like, I don't want to hear anything about it, please. I am just trying to ignore that part of the internet. If you're into that, all power to you and most likely you will tell me told you so in five years or actually in a year when you're crazy super duper rich and i'm not but (laughs) right now i don't care i don't want to hear about it (laughs) it doesn't make me happy all right doesn't spark joy (laughs) nope what about you are you into nfts (laughs) oh no of course not (laughs) but i feel like it's to me (laughs) on the face of it it's like about as exciting as learning about like RSPs and then tax law. <laughs> like there's just something about it that it's like, yeah, like I guess there is like money to be made here, but it's just I don't But at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there's something that I'm just like not doesn't excite me in the morning. Like I'm much more excited about empowering people to do things like you know yeah scratching a niche that i have of like a comp being able to accomplish something that this just doesn't really connect with me in the same way yeah but i would say i think yeah you're making me realize why or what about it that i just feels off or unattractive to me and i think it's like the whole point and motivation for this is money and that alone is never enough to excite me at all like mm-hmm. are you excited about making a lot of money like not excited i might like it of course but that's never it hasn't been like my main drive or motivation for a lot of the stuff that i do 
And so in a case of like NFTs, like, isn't it cool that artists can make money? You know, like, yeah, but as an artist, I would be more excited about the art and less the money. Yeah. I don't want to talk about this. What are we doing? Kevin, this is dangerous territory. Let's just move on. <laughs> no, but one thing I would say is I think I've like been through like the, oh, I don't want to hear about this to now I feel like I'm maybe come out the other side. Like I actually think maybe it'd be interesting like we should get like a designer who's like super into nfts to like school us uh, on these things like us two dinosaurs <laughs> you know what are the things why is it interesting to people and like what they do because I, I do know that like i expect that people will be like oh but actually there's a community and like yes yeah, like the money thing is kind of how it started but there's actually tons and tons of creativity and like you know we talk often about how like you know things are boring now like we've just like figured out everything but there's actually this web 3 is like all about art exchanging ideas and there's lots of evolution and it's sort of this like community driven everything's a remix kind of idea like i can see that take i may not fully agree with it but i can see how people get the sort of sense of hey this is actually a community and it's actually really fun i hope that's true <laughs> right now i don't want to hear about it <laughs> All right, so can we get you on the record? Uh, that means we will never get like an NFT of one of the first like videos that you made that went viral <laughs> on Twitter. Maybe we should like as an experiment get an NFT of one of those. Can you sell videos as NFTs? I think so. I mean, if you can sell like a JPEG, why can't you sell a video? Yeah, a video is just a bunch of JPEGs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, no, don't get me on the record saying anything. Um, no comment. No comment. <laughs> My lawyer is telling me not to comment on this. All right. So there there you have it. Uh -huh. Rafa's going to retire off this NFT. Profit. So about the new Max and the notch, we talked about <laughs> notch wrapping, right? Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Now he's, we know more. It's a new Christmas tradition, you know? Mm -hmm. Let's wrap all the notches. <laughs> Put them under the Christmas tree. No. <laughs> Anyway, if you have like menus on the left, the actual menus of an app, if they go over the notch, it wraps like a new menu on the other side, right? There's like a gap. I don't know about the menu bar icons for coming from the right, but effectively like it wraps around. Mm -hmm. What doesn't wrap is if you move your cursor around it, apparently you can like hide your cursor behind the notch. Right. And I've seen today uh, Chris Messina, you know him, right? He tweeted, he like mentioned me, tagged me on a tweet, because effectively there's this person, 10 Mays, built like something called Notch Cam, which is effectively a hand mirror, like it, one click to trigger the thing, but you can click on the notch, right? <laughs> so just move your cursor like behind the notch, click, and it pops up the camera. And Chris Messina tagged me saying like, this needs to be combined with the hand mirror. <laughs> Stat. So it's such a clever idea. Like, wish I <laughs> thought about that. Right. <laughs> so are you sending that person a cease and desist or something? <laughs> No, I sent them a DM. I would love to like collaborate somehow. I don't know how that would work. Also, can I just build? That feels wrong if I just steal his idea. But it's such a cool idea. And, you know, it's very much in the theme of Hand Mirror. Yeah. That quirkiness. So, yeah, that that's cool. Again, links in the show notes. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, I just received my new watch. Ooh. Surprise birthday gift. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Which one did you get? I forget. I got the 45 millimeters stainless steel space black. Is that what they're called? Or graphite, I guess. Does that have a green tint or no? No. No, it doesn't. Okay. So how do you like it? Does the screen make a difference? Yeah, so I just got it. The freshest of takes. The larger screen, surprisingly, 
makes a big difference i feel like cool really feels bigger in a lot of contexts like i don't know that it's necessarily a, a difference where it's like night and day but it's just nicer like that's how i would describe it it's just sure a little bit nicer like it just feels like more expensive like there's more room can you still do most of the things like yeah are there like can you count how many more words fit on a screen like <laughs> there's probably not a giant difference there mm-hmm. but just in normal usage it's just it feels nice like it feels just a little roomier and that's something that i feel like i notice every time i'm looking at it obviously that only really matters if you're like super used to looking at your watch but hey it's a watch you look at it all the time <laughs> so mm-hmm. i feel like in really see the difference the thing i'd like to file a complaint okay this is the right medium for it absolutely so this is the first time i'm getting the always on face right and i actually feel like it's really dim Mm. like when it's not on the the main like you know the screen is is lit up still too dim for my personal preference and i think that screen is brighter than the previous one right it's supposed to be a little bit brighter but i yeah i don't know i feel like looking at it from a distance like it's still very dim i can tell the time at least but i would like it to be brighter interesting so this is the feature that was a little disappointing for me i would say it's still nice but i don't it doesn't feel that damn for me like you can clearly tell the time like read it yeah but there's still a huge difference between like screen off quote-unquote and screen on that i'm just like hmm. i don't know we're not quite there yet. all right complaint filed <laughs> yeah other than that i love it it's great i like the new finish actually oh is it different yeah well so the old one used to be more black and this one is more like a dark, like silver, essentially. I see. That's how I would describe it. We still, actually, I haven't checked for this generation, but we still can't buy the stainless steel ones in, in this country. Oh, really? Because they still don't offer cellular. And right now, all stainless steel have cellular. There's no option. So, <laughs> so ridiculous. That's bananas. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Do you think, would you upgrade if you had like the previous version? Mm, probably not okay good so i can still feel good about my decision oh yeah 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 no you're totally fine <laughs> cool i mean it's nice like if i had to choose if i wanted to upgrade to the previous generation or update this one i would 100 percent update to this one. Oh, of course that's not how it works but yeah like i don't think it's <laughs> honestly the watch is a product that you can update safely like at least every what like three years probably <laughs> like and still be in a very good spot so yeah no i don't think you need to upgrade hey one thing that i genuinely want to talk to you about kinda is our sponsor (laughs) i genuinely do because last week was the first uh week that play was sponsoring layout and uh, kevin gave you the little ad read you all know about it and this week is my time because i did spend time with it and it's impressive it's a really 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 impressive app that you should all check out so it's a new tool for product teams to you experience the design as you design it on the device if you're designing for mobile you create it on mobile right there and i haven't like as i use it i can't think of any other design tool in where i hit the play like preview as often as this one. Right. I do a tiny little difference, boom, preview on device. Even the way they like manage to get the UI out of the way and bring it back, it's so clever. Like that's the word that keeps popping up in my head as I use this, like that's so clever. Yep. Like if you have sliders, uh, let's say to change the opacity of something, the slider is in a little like preference, like a little tool card thing on top of the UI. So there's already stuff on top of the actual thing you're directly manipulating. So as soon as you start dragging that opacity slider, 
the whole UI like gets out of the way and you can see the actual content. It's one of those things like I don't think I would be clever enough to design this. It's so good. It's really, really, really well done. <laughs> so if you're designing for mobile, like you should give this a shot. So if you want to learn more and you definitely should go to createwithplay.com a bunch of information you can see screenshots they're releasing more and more advice to their products i've been using this i think right now it's my favorite quick prototyping tool already mm -hmm. like after one day of use i was uh designing and thinking about some interactions on you know in our player and at work and again i just want to prototype an interaction it's one of those things that you can design mock-ups but you need to play with it to see if it feels right and guess what fired up play and i like in what 20 minutes it was like a nap finn's nap <laughs> <laughs> so i managed to prototype the whole like two axis scroll interactions with like taps and it was it was impressive how easy it was without having to follow any tutorials or whatever <laughs> i kind of skip those even though they do have a bunch and they're pretty good yeah it, it was it's already on my home screen yeah there you go i don't know what else i can say <laughs> <laughs> One thing I've been uh, really enjoying is the states. I don't know if you've uh, started playing with that yet, but for any components that you create, you can create these states. So for example, it's like when you're on press or like, you know, different types of states. And no matter where you use that component, that's going to have that state attached to it. So for example, if I create a button, I know I want to have a certain interaction when you hold the button and it applies everywhere. And then on top of that, I can apply certain actions to have things happen on the given button. So it like makes it really easy to start building these set of core components and then reuse them everywhere. And then you still have that like that rich behavior that comes with it. And it's super powerful for like, you know, the fact that you're able to do this very easily in an app is just really amazing. I haven't uh, played with the uh, with states yet, but now I definitely will. <laughs> yeah, there's also something we need to try. We need to try the multiplayer mode where we can both be designing the same thing together. Whoa, I didn't even know they had that. I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it has everything. It's really full featured. <laughs> okay, okay, all right, all right. This is this will be a recurring sponsor. They'll be back next week. And Kevin, now I kind of want to multiplayer with you and build something. That, that sounds fun. Yeah, let's do that. Cool. And I think what we should do is we should maybe in the next episode or the one after that, we'll share a link so you can see what we're working on. Ooh. So people can like go and open it and see what we're doing because you can share your work very easily through the app. Okay, now I'm excited. Yeah, let's design something cool to show off. <laughs> Sweet. Awesome. Let's do that. All right. Uh, once again, createwithplay.com. And our huge thanks to Play for sponsoring Layout. Why is Figma trending? I mean, it seems to be always trending for me, to be honest. But maybe something happened. Oh, because of that design drama thing. Have you seen this? No. Uh, I don't want to even talk about it because, like, bringing attention to these, like, just bad takes. What is that? I don't know. Someone tweeted this. Do you use Figma? Stop. If you are a web designer, you need to start designing with Webflow. Webflow holds you accountable to the box model of HTML and CSS. Figma does not. Figma is a delusion. Webflow is reality. Have a great day. <laughs> This is a tweet. And of course, it's a bad take. And so you just have a bunch of all of those on Twitter just either replying and saying like, what a bad take. You suck. Or making uh, fun of the tweet. And like, <laughs> Yeah, there's this one that's like, do you use Figma? Stop. If you're a web designer, you need to start designing with ketchup. <laughs> ketchup holds you. Uh -huh. <laughs> See, this is always a test. This is always a test. 
the whenever these things happen it's like if you know about why <laughs> the drama is going on you need to revisit who you're following you need to tweak some mute filters like you need to like adjust things my goal always is to try to not know <laughs> these things if i can okay okay let's talk about this so in the case of this person i don't know this person apparently they 37,000 followers i wonder if this person in personal people like them if do they tweet these things knowing it's a bad take and it's bullshit and it's just going to rile some people up or they don't intend for like to be a, a controversial tweet they're just trying to but they just suck at conveying the message because like in this case of this tweet this person might have thought like oh if you are designing with effectively with like real code with a real thing Mm -hmm. that will probably like make you think of differently about some of the constraints and like just you know like be more aware of how this actually works and so if you design directly in this case of Webflow, it will maybe make for a better design because you are closer to the real thing this could be in like a fine thought yeah and actually i relate to some parts of it right but then it's just the phrasing like do you use figma stop like you're doing it wrong if you don't do this it's like it's the whole should designers code again like all over again yeah it's like should they the problem is the word should right it's like it's good it's a good skill it will help you a lot and create empathy you will understand better but you don't have to no one's imposing anything on anyone so do you think these people are they just suck and they just want to be like they suck at conveying their ideas and they're just too extreme or do you think like they know exactly what they're doing and then right now figma is trending because of this person i mean honestly i think it's a mix of the two probably where it's like or it's probably either or where one like sometimes you write something not intending it to be a big deal right like you'll like dash off a tweet very quickly and then it just spreads and then people are mad at you on the internet yeah like you just photoshop something quickly and say apple should make this computer or something like that. well i mean this this is okay like <laughs> You know, no one was screaming at me for this, but... That was great, actually. (laughs) But yeah, like, sometimes, I mean, these things have unintended, like, ripple effects, I guess. Like, it just spreads for no reason. And sometimes, way outside of your audience. I do think that a lot of these things is like, yeah, the problem in this sentence is, like, should. And the problem is, like, designers, right? Like, anything that you're like, this entire group of people, no matter what, needs to do a thing. It's like, this is never correct, right? Like, there's never a point where every single person unanimously should do a thing. But I do think also, on the other hand, I'm kind of like, hey, everyone, please just chill. Just chill. Like, this random person's opinion doesn't matter. Like, no one's taking anything away from you. Like, this person didn't, like, you know, they didn't do anything, like, really bad. Like, they just, like, use a social media tool to post a stupid opinion the same way that we all do. It's like, it doesn't change anything to your life. Like, it's kind of the the comic of, like, somebody's wrong on the internet, right? Like, must correct them. It's like, <laughs> like seriously, who cares? Like, it does, really doesn't matter. And so I, I'm kind of like, I feel in this situation, like both parties need like a talking to. Like the, the first one is like, hey, let me tell you about like better ways that you can express your ideas to be more impactful, right? And then the other one, I kind of want to say like, 
just loosen up a bit, you know? <laughs> this is just this is just one person's opinion amongst many. Clearly, I mean, it doesn't seem like the future is going to be like everyone will just, you know, all of a sudden stop using tools like Figma and, you know, and move to Webflow as their only tool for design. Like, it's just, I feel like it's objectively not correct, <laughs> right? Like, it's just, there's no, no facts support this. And so why would you get angry at this? <laughs> like, it's just, I don't get it. It's the the little like perfect storm of being an extreme take, right? Yeah. Being a bit gatekeeping type of thing. Also, there's a little bit of that here. And also the very specific call out, in this case, Figma, right? Because like, if it was like, mm-hmm. if you use normal design tools, like you shouldn't. You should actually use Webflow. No, it's like, do you use Figma? Stop, <laughs> right? It's very almost like a personal attack yeah. <laughs> to all of these people. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree with you. But all of that is like coming from the perspective of you reading the tweet, not you tweeting. And I am trying to like going through the exercise of like trying to put myself in the shoes of this person and try to understand what their intentions are. Yeah, Because I think there's some tweets that like can be construed in a different light than the author intended. But there's some tweet like I think this tweet, it's kind of hard not to look at it face value and say oh this is trying to be controversial right yeah trying to stir some shit up and boom like i can guarantee you that the person who tweeted this is having a way worse time today than any of the people who read this tweet see if their original intent was to create controversy then they're having a blast i don't know (laughs) i'm not sure about that like i think there's an element of maybe like wanting some reactions but i don't know or maybe i apply too much of like my own personal feels on this but i feel like anytime you're in a conversation on something like twitter all the positive comments you immediately forget about them and then like (laughs) you're like laying in bed or whatever and then like you're thinking about like a comment that someone says that like you're a terrible person for some reason and that's the only thing you can remember right I don't know. I do feel like in this situation, like I want to encourage people to not engage with tweets that you like totally disagree. Like, do you need to make this person feel bad <laughs> for doing this? Like, you really like, is this something that is necessary into the world? Like, I just, I mean, but I also don't judge, you know, I also don't judge if like one of the, the people who like call that on this or like made fun of it i mean that's also part of like internet humor and fun but i don't know i just i don't like the idea of making someone feel bad for like a stupid tweet that really doesn't matter but if it's a really good joke you know if it's a i mean yeah and i also (laughs) encourage like maybe don't tweet it to the person directly right like subtweet it all you want (laughs) like does this person need to see it Right, like, and it's suffice to say, like, use the right tool for the right job. I think Webflow can be a really great tool. And I do think it's interesting that not many design tools try to sort of like follow the web's grain to use like Frank Camaro's uh, (laughs) kind of thing. A lot of design tools, Figma included, which I think maybe like the one exception to this is the auto layout system, but that like a lot of them are still very much like a print based philosophy right where it's like things are positioned in like an absolute way where you can just like move them freely around and they just stay fixed in a canvas and i think figma's actually like try to take some step with auto layout and bringing some of that like the web's native sort of like layout flow of elements but yeah like it seems like we're really at on the surface of that like we're at the beginning of that 
those ideas coming to fruition. And I do wonder, I like, actually don't know if it would be better to have a different model for our design tools. Yeah, it feels like with the design tools are definitely getting closer to a more complex automatic, closer to code, right? And also code is getting closer to design tools. Yeah, sometimes I wonder, I go hard on auto layout and all those like nested components and symbols. When I design that shit, I go hard because <laughs> I just love things about that, but uh, in that way. But I also know that for a lot of designers, like, oof, this is way too much in all of these, like the system that you've put together is actually slowing me down. Like I just get frustrated with auto layout and I just want to detach symbol and, you know, do it something way more print-based type of thing like get rid of like rules here like this is supposed to be a design tool i need to be free to explore yeah i don't know if this is what you were talking about but yeah no exactly yeah i do think there's benefits of both approaches and like yeah. i don't know if i'm like making this like weird segue or, or not but for example like that's great we don't have any topics so our sponsor play right is obviously it's not for making websites so like doesn't really apply to this conversation they're for making apps but they're very much approaching like their layout model is not like an absolutely position thing mm-hmm. so they're approaching something that's a, a bit more i was gonna say like native to native <laughs> code right where it's like things are stacked automatically and then you can like space them out and you can do and that works great right on a mobile device where like i don't think uh, a system where you place things in an absolute way would work as like a design tool on a phone and so i think it is kind of interesting how like your approach to designing the design tool also sort of affects like which kind of medium it seems like it's built for and what kind of oh yeah thinking is also encouraged sort of in the app i think like there's tons of advantages like in just like even designing with play like that's been really fun and how it makes it very easy for you to like you know data models to like back up collections and like yeah. think about like interactions and transitions in a way that is just much harder in other tools that are built with sort of a different set of sensibilities that's super interesting now you're making me wonder if just like we had the sketch revolution of early 2010s and where as an industry like all the stars aligned and we realized oh Actually, to design the apps and websites, we are designing today an app like Photoshop is not the right tool. It's something way simpler, which is mostly rectangles and text. Guess what? That's what we do. It's a way better tool for that. Now, I wonder, are we getting close to like a new revolution of tools in where I don't think it would be as drastic or something, but like in where does it make sense to be drawing rectangles and text like in absolute positioning and like things overlapping all and like even the concept of like groups and layers? Does it make sense? Layers? to design an app because like that's not really how app work or whatever so i wonder if yeah all these tools and like play or sponsor but like new tools coming out if they are we in for like a new revolution in tooling yeah i think so i mean the benefit that we have as designers i think is that like this is a space that people now are aware there's a thing right like it, it seems like we're finally like a market <laughs> <laughs> yeah. people are interested in serving and there's a lot of money in it because it used to just be photoshop and we were kind of like oh yeah like this is the thing that's made for photographers and like by the way we also use it <laughs> right but now there's tons of tools and different tools will have different sensibilities and different takes and they will try them and like the benefit to us is we can just give them a try and see how they work and see how they evolve our process 
And so on one hand, I can see myself like actually using multiple design tools at once. Like I actually don't think that it has to be an all or nothing in the future that like some tools might be better for certain jobs. And it's also like the ease of transitioning from one to the other, like the switching costs seems to be lower. It seems to be easier to like transition from one to the other or like a lot of them will like import files from like, you know, the other tool and it seems like a lot of them like do share some of the like you know people are aware of like what are the necessary features but they can give you sort of like a unique take on it and again i don't know like i'm biased because i've been playing a lot but like it's an interesting idea of like hey what if you design the thing on the thing itself right like i do feel like it puts you in a different mindset to be designing an app within an app and I don't know, I just think that's an interesting take. And I want to see more tools experiment with different ideas of like, hey, what if this was a design tool, but insert, you know, unique view of the world here? Because I don't think what we have now is just like the perfect solution forever and ever until the end of time. Like we definitely do have to keep thinking about new ways to do things. Yeah. Regardless, I feel like it's always a good idea and a good investment to bring your tool closer to the thing you're building. Mm -hmm. Just like Sketch was closer to like, hey, it's vector. Right. It's actual text. It's right. That was a good investment. That was a good idea. And also I think now is, hey, this layout should stack and this layout should adapt if I make this text thing grow. And also if this is a button, I should be able to tap on it. So like prototyping is also a big part of all these tools. And play to an extreme i will keep bringing it up but to really check it out it's like they're on your phone on the device right yep. it's yeah it's weird uh, good weird yeah and think about it too right like it seems clear that where we're going is a world of like augmented reality i mean i don't think it's possible to design good experiences for a 3d device in 2d right right like on your screen i mean i'm sure you can model some things right the same way that like this is how we're doing a lot of 3d work these days but how do you know like how big should the text be how far away should the things go like how does it actually feel that i kind of think like we'll have to think about some new models for that too and i don't know and also (laughs) i'm going a million directions with this i guess but (laughs) like maybe we find out that actually absolute positioning does work really well for a 3d environment right because you're positioning things in space like there's not necessarily a natural ordering of things or a natural flow where it can go three dimensions even right like where things can be positioned or maybe they can be anchored to other things and so position sticky (laughs) that's a whole new meaning it's actually sticky (laughs) like yeah sticky to your face so yeah i I don't know like i do think we need to think that but should Mm -hmm. all designers stop using (laughs) one tool and all move to a single other tool like let's be honest no like that's not gonna happen do you use a computer stop (laughs) it's i mean the jokes ride themselves right uh all right okay we should just mention because we did tease it last week mention that the sharing work on their nda topic that we did tease last week we realized we need a bit more time with it to talk about it like in a good way like we have thoughts but we need to prepped a little bit so here we are further teasing the topic but at some point we'll get to it uh i know it was supposed to be this week but psych (laughs) show the recommendations all right so my recommendation this week is just something that i want our listeners to open on their phones and play with just for fun because it's cool so it's this website called mage.ai and basically this is just a marketing website for 
a what they call a collaborative AI tool for product developers. Um, but on their homepage, especially if you load it up on the phone, if you like touch the top part of their website, there's this holy shit incredible interaction with these like what? colorful light dust thing is just hard to describe in audio which maybe it's not great podcast material but it's so impressive and so cool and i've just spent like 20 minutes just playing with it i still have no idea what their product does or what it's about so maybe i don't know (laughs) this is a a risky thing to do but it's so unbelievably cool and i just wanted to call it out and tell people to go check it out because it's really awesome i would describe it as whoa (laughs) (laughs) i just i just opened it for the first time now as you were talking whoa yeah this is cool all right everyone if you're on your phone open this link in the show notes and yeah play with this landing page this is incredible it's it's amazing is this what like webgl what's happening here i don't know this is not like css but what I know is this is kind of stuff I can't do. Like, I'm just not talented enough for this. Oh, no. Heck no. <laughs> but it's amazing. Uh, there's this one side project, that uh, side project idea that I have that's been on my list of things that I want to do. And I can think of, like, I can see, I can close my eyes and see that side project. Even, like, the landing page, how I would charge for it. It's perfect. Okay. And yet, it's one of those things, like, I have no skill to make this happen. Oh, really? I will never make this happen. Do you, do you want to tell us? Sure. If anyone listening to this feels like, hey, I have the skill to do that. And if you want to do it yourself, great. I'll be a customer. <laughs> if you want to collaborate, reach out, DM me at Rafa Hari on Twitter. Yeah, just know that Rafa owns at least 50% of this idea. So Yeah, and now it's on the record. So now, uh, no, the idea is crazy, stupid, and simple. It's just create a bunch of macOS screensavers mm. that support HDR and 6K. This sounds silly, but holy pants, there are no screensavers. Even the one used to like sell the HDR, it's on their webpage. It looks like a, like bubbles, like whatever. That screensaver doesn't exist. What? <laughs> like, the screensaver they use like to promote the XDR. Okay. And I think it was even had it in like some Apple stores. That does not exist. Like it's not something you can actually get. And like a Mac screensaver is something you can even like create a new project on Xcode, like that's a template. That's like a starting thing. Hmm. You can create screensavers, but I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> it's very like artsy thing, and I, I don't think I have it in me. So if anyone does and you want to work with me, let's do something cool. Uh, yeah. Aren't you working with someone who's like famously has made at least one screensaver before? You mean Sam with a clock one? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I could ask Sam. <laughs> But like you still have to create like some yeah the hard part art generative art thing right yeah that's the hard part because a clock that's not the type of screensaver I'm imagining something like crazy HDR yeah cool effects something something like this web page yeah I feel like someone at Stripe should be able to help you <laughs> yeah that's easy hey someone at Stripe you know it's like the design brief is the Stripe homepage but as a screensaver <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask, was that your recommendation? Like, I'm actually not sure. My recommendation is for someone to do this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now you've got me looking at the XDR again, thinking, oh, this, this place sure, sure as hell looks nice. Kevin Clark, 
I would love if you got one. Can you one. imagine? Hey, you know who you know who got one? I don't want to out them out, so I'll, I might edit this out. <laughs> Just bleep it out. I'll bleep it out. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> a mutual got one. Who? A mutual of ours got one. Do you want to guess? You have who one guess. Be? <laughs> um, I have to think who doesn't have one. I feel like... Did get one? Damn, you got it. You got it. Really? I got it? <laughs> nice. nice. Good job. Uh, well, I can't, I can't believe I guessed it. Yeah, me either. Wow, that was good. Uh, nice. Although, I got to say, now it's like, okay, yes, this is HDR, but I, I don't know if the new MacBook Pros actually... I think they're on par, right, in terms of HDR-ness. But well, they have more dimming zones or whatever they call it. Ah, see, so it's already worse than my laptop, and then yep. it's also not promotion, and so nope, and it's like as thick as ten <laughs> laptop lids. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. So it's like I don't know. Yeah. In all fairness, actually buying an XDR, it was always a stupid thing to do, but now I guess it's like even stupider, <laughs> even more stupid than before. Don't do it. But if you did, it was a great decision, and I'm really happy for you. <laughs> right, exactly. No, I mean, if this is one of those things where it probably turns out that it is, it would actually be a good move. You know how, like, I'm often one of these people who will just, like, is holding out on something for so long that I would have had time to, like, buy the thing, actually fully use it, and then, like, come the time where I'm like, oh, okay, I'm, like, now I feel like I'm ready to upgrade it, like... <laughs> You know, where I'm unreasonably holding out <laughs> for in hopes that something's going to come out at some point. It just never does. All right, I got a recommendation. Okay. Do you remember that person that opened the Apple keynote doing the, like, Apple Sounds yes. song in, in the garage with an XDR? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that person turns out they're an, an actual music artist. They go by the name A.G. Cook. I don't know if it's related to Tim Cook, but maybe. <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's Tim's son. That's why they have an XDR in the garage. Tim's nephew or something. <laughs> and all of those like old Apple products that probably date him. Um, yeah, <laughs> interesting. So anyway, AG Cook, I looked them up and they have really, really cool music, like cool songs, like, hmm. you know, like very uh, electronic, heavy songs. And in my opinion, at least for the past week, they've been a really good soundtrack to work with. It's really cool. They, they got throwbacks to... Like some of that, like Daft Punk Tron album, Ooh. if you remember. Actually, I'm pretty confident that in one of uh, their tracks, they use like one sample from Tron's thing. Anyway, so if you want to listen to it, listen to their work and DM me if you think, ah, Rafa, is this the track you're thinking about with the Daft Punk Tron thing? See if you can spot it. <laughs> okay. Cool. Anyway, that's it. Cool. Is it just me or he sort of looks like John Lennon a little bit? It's just you. Maybe not. Maybe it's just the pictures. <laughs> okay. I don't see it. I don't know. Some some of the pictures. Just... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. There you go. Cool. All right. Let's we did it. Another week on schedule and same time next week we'll be here for sure. You can follow us on Twitter at LayoutFM. I'm at Rafa Hari. Kevin is at Vernal Kick. And uh, the show notes in our website is layout.fm I want to thank Laura for editing this show and of course thanks so much to Play uh, for sponsoring uh, this week's episode of Layout again uh, go to createwithplay.com to learn more and check out their crazy crazy good 
designed to on your phone. What? All right. Same time next week. Bye. Bye.